And don't listen if you don't want your fucking prick. Jeez. <laughs> Surprise. We're going to cover season 22, episode 9, Return of the Prodigal Son. Welcome to SVU Pod, especially heinous. I'm Tasha. I'm Gabe. Woo. I'm so excited. <laughs> I was so excited watching it. I was so excited. I, I was emotionally drained when it was over. And I'm so excited to talk to you about it. I'm like hoping that I remember the whole episode because I was so out of it yesterday. Yeah. So we tried to record yesterday, but I had my second shot of Moderna whoop, whoop, um, on Thursday, or like the day before yesterday. Full vac summer. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like a hot mess yesterday. Like it just, yeah. I felt like I got hit by a truck. I would have been worried about you, but my first shot of Moderna put me out. Mm -hmm. So I was like, it's going to be like a day, maybe two days. I think mine was a little milder than yours because yeah. you looked near death. You looked awful. I'm like terrible shit. <laughs> Thanks. I'm also like the classic stereotype husband. The man flu. Stuff. Yeah. When I get sick, I like texted one of my friends and I was like, I think this is my last day. You texted me and you're like, do you think I'm going to make it? Or do you think I'm going to die from this? And I knew that text was going to come at some point. So I'm just like, no, you're good. <laughs> you did? Yeah. You texted me. I think. Let me see it. No, I mean, you thought you thought the text was. Do I do this? I do it a lot. Don't oh, I? yeah. You do it every time you get slightly sick. Oh, here it is. Am I going to die? You think? <laughs> I said, nope, you're going to be fine by tomorrow. Just rest and drink a bunch of water. <laughs> okay so can we talk about this can we do yeah. this yeah i didn't do a chaser because this is just like a bonus episode because we can't wait fucking 20 more seasons to talk about oh yeah. my god i can't wait for organized crime i haven't watched it yet because i didn't want to, it to muddy my brain for talking about this i want to watch it because of stabler but you know that i don't like like mobster stuff it's you just don't like it me. or you just don't care about it both oh just like boring it's like okay i get it like the criminals and they're organized <laughs> if they kiss you on the lips you're dead i'm trying to come up with a way to convince you but like you're an adult woman who's seen enough of it that like you know you know that you don't like it yeah i'm, I'm just not really like into it but maybe with staves oh and then i was reading all of this stuff like what everybody thought about it it was hyped to the gods uh -huh. christopher maloney wakes up on friday morning it's his fucking 60th birthday and everybody's like this fucking zaddy is crushing it he crushed <laughs> this episode organized crime is great there was so much hype leading up to this and it lived up to all of it what is zaddy zaddy is like a like a fucking sexy daddy but i don't know if it's a combination let me urban dictionary it really quick a zaddy is a really handsome guy who is very appealing and looks really fashionable. He has to have swag and sex appeal and look sexy and attractive. What? Okay. But and it, it implies a more dominant. I just <laughs> I clicked on what is the female version of a zaddy and it just says L-M-F-A-O-O-O-O-O. -O -O -O. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Fuck that. You know why? Because a zaddy is like. Because oh. we're supposed to be zaddy all the time. And when we're not, we're like. I think it's because older men are attractive and we're thrown the fuck out once but it we doesn't hit like even 30 say, or whatever. It doesn't even say that he has to be older. Yeah, but like a daddy is older. Oh, so daddy can also be used to imply sexual roles, a more dominant position in the relationship. Staves is a daddy, though. A fine, handsome, and sexy-ass intelligent man that makes you smile and drip every time you see him. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. I think drip is now my new, on my list of words I don't like. Oh. I decided... Well, it's used to describe jewelry, 
mm-hmm. as well as vaginas. Vulva. Vulval. Vulval drip. <laughs> Vulval. That sounds like a condition. Leakage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get through this. Let's get, let's get okay. through this. Yeah. We open on Benson with some berries and cherries driving toward a crime scene in the rain. Immediately, it's very dramatic. Mm-hmm. Her phone rings. And I haven't been watching the new episodes because we're so focused on season two. So it's jarring to hear an iPhone ringtone in my SVU. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, time travel. They they still have cords on their phones. Yeah. Also, my heart is racing as if I'm in the car with her. Right? Definitely, for sure. It's toots on the phone. It took me a second to figure out who it was too. And somebody messaged us about this because it said Finn on the screen. And I'm like, who? Oh, toots. Yeah. And somebody messaged us and was like, I wasn't sure who it was at first. And I was like, oh yeah, it's toots. So he's calling to see where she is. She's the guest of honor at an event and she isn't there. Again, I know they do more connected storylines in later seasons, but I'm not watching. It's hard not to be watching, but I don't know what the award is for. I don't know if we're supposed to know what the award is for. It's being the best, baddest bitch, I'm assuming. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's nothing else. What else would she be getting an award for? Yeah. She tells him that she's got a 1013 and I'm going, wow, these phone calls really have improved because... They're having a conversation back and forth. A full-blown conversation. (laughs) Yeah. She gets to the scene and it's cop cars, fire trucks, ambulance, raining, dark outside. Turns out it was a car bomb. Mm-hmm. So she runs up to the gurney and the Vic is being rolled up onto the ambulance. And Olivia goes, Kathy? Mm-hmm. It took me a moment because right away I was like, am I supposed to know who fucking Kathy is? And then I was like, oh, it's Kathy Stabes. Yep. So Kathy doesn't respond. She is. She's out. She's getting put into the ambulance. Benson hears her name and turns around. It's fucking Stabler. I'm going to have goosebumps this entire time. Every time I say anything that's like, (gasps) it's Kathy Stabes. Oh, it's fucking Stabler. I'm getting full body chills. I was like, should I announce every time I have chills? But I can't. Why? I do. I'm always like diamond nips. Yeah. You're going to ruin that shirt right now. It's this isn't the fourth one I've worn today. <laughs> it's like noon. So Olivia walks up to Elliot. He's in shock from like the scene and what's going on. And she's like in shock because she's like, oh, my God, I haven't seen you in like 10 fucking years or talked to you. Yeah. You know, he just like disappeared. Right. <sighs> so she walks up to him and he just goes, they tried to kill her. They tried to kill Kathy. Bum-bum. Oh, my God. My mind was blown right off the bat just because I was like, I expected them to tease it a little bit like through the episode before it hit Stabler and Benson coming face to face. Yeah. Oh my God. That What's that fucking movie about that mouse that gets lost in New York? Fifel? Yeah. Like <laughs> he keeps like walking past his different family members throughout the whole movie oh, and they don't yeah. see each other. Yeah. I thought this would be, this would have more Fifel vibes. <laughs> like this is exactly like <laughs> Fifel. What's that moon song? Somewhere. Yeah. They're both sitting in a window, Stabler and Benson. Like. Yeah. What is it? Fievel Goes West? No, that's the second one. Fievel Goes West is a sequel, right? Is it Coming to America? No. No, that's Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And Arsenio Hall. Whatever. Fievel's American Tale. That's what it is. American Tale. Yeah. Okay. Never say never. Okay. (laughs) The intro to season 22, I was like, I need to be watching to see if anything. I mean, I know it's slightly evolved because faces change and whatever, but it's basically the same as it's always been a sepia tone mm-hmm. to a black and white. It's very neutral. And then all of a sudden in the middle of it, there is a brightly colored, super close up American flag waving. Mm-hmm. It's stock footage yeah. of an American flag. Mm-hmm. Our country is so fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's what people from other countries always say. They're like, you know, you guys have sugar and fucking everything and there's flags everywhere. Yeah. I'm like, come on. I don't SVU. know why we're like that. I Nationalism. I don't fucking know. 
Now we're back with Olivia and she's kind of having a flashback to when she was riding in the ambulance with Kathy when she got into that car accident, like right when, and then she, well, didn't she like give birth, help, I'm sorry, did she help Kathy give birth to Eli? Yes. What season was that? Like ninth season or something or eighth season? Season nine, she helped deliver Eli in the ambulance, but he was like, it, it was like a trauma delivery because she wasn't due yet. Yeah. And remember, it was like right after Kathy and Stabes got back Separate. together because they yeah. had been separated. And then Stabler's like, is this my baby? Is this even my baby? And I'm like, fuck you. Is this even my baby? Oh, he was it like, was a whole she? Yeah, it was just a thing. Yeah. It was one of those, like they were dealing with that situation in the episode. Yeah. And he's like, this is happening in my life. <laughs> right. But anyway, Elliot Stabler Jr. is born. Eli, flashback. Yeah. It cuts back to the present and Olivia is outside of the ER. And Kathy is currently in surgery. Mm-hmm. Toots comes up and fills her in on what's happening. Rollins is back at the scene. So there was a bomb that was set in the rental car that Kathy and Stabler had. And it went off. But something, it like went off kind of not correctly and threw her before the big fireball happened. So that's why she, basically why she survived. Yeah, that's all they had said at that point. Yeah, and Olivia's like a rental car. Like, what the fuck? Why does he have a rental car? And it turns out that he had been living in Italy for the last 10 years and was like with his family. And he was doing like an international like liaison thing for the NYPD, which I don't know why that's a thing. Why, like, yeah, why does the NYPD in Italy? He was living in Rome, like, NYPD. <laughs> like, what? Right? And they're like, what now? Where? New York? Like, America? Let's go get gelato. <laughs> NYPD. Tuck and roll. But he had some shit to do in New York, so him and Kathy decided to make it, like, a whole trip. Cute. Yeah, which is something that totally, like, Tasha and John would do. We do that whenever John has, like, a business thing. Yeah. So I'm guessing that the car bomb was actually for Stabler. Yeah. Me too, immediately. Yeah, because he he was even saying, he's like, she wasn't supposed to be driving, but she was all worried about being late for your fucking award thing. They were just going to show up there. Yeah. But Toots, he had been in contact with Stabes and he knew that they were in the city and he had told Stabler about Olivia's award and he had thought that enough time had passed Mm -hmm. that he could come and it would be fine. Um, And all of this is like brand new news to Olivia and she's just like, what the fuck is going on? Right. Yeah. Throughout the entire episode, every time Toots is like, I know that they can't, I get it's for like variety and whatever else and toots had a relationship with stabler and everything but he's getting a little involved yeah yeah he's a little like too involved in what's between the two of them yeah he was just making assumptions yeah that he shouldn't have been making (laughs) yeah just then stabler comes out and he's like hey toots i mean he doesn't say that but (laughs) his wife's in surgery (laughs) hey toots hey girl what's up they're working on Kathy. She's got burns, concussion. She's got a fractured pelvis. Toots tells them that the local cops are canvassing and that they're tearing the car apart. And then Toots goes to head back to the scene, leaving Benson and Stabler to talk for kind of like the first time. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Then Stabler's fucking kids show up. And I'm like, Dickie has a fucking beard? Yeah. I was wondering if that was Dickie. Which I immediately was like, oh, Gabe, what? I know, I know. I was like, Dickie's hot? <laughs> And then one of the girls, I don't think it's the original Marine. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know if it's Marine, Kathleen, Lizzie. There's three Stabler girls. Yeah. And I don't know. I was like trying to fucking dig into it to see if I was supposed to know that somehow. But I don't know. It's one of the girls. They never say her name. Yeah. Anyways, Olivia's like says hi to them. Was like anything you guys need. I'm here. So Benson and Kat do a walk and talk at the precinct. Kat is filling Benson in on what happened in the area. So there's a bunch of anti-curfew protesters in the area. There's cars set on fire. About two blocks from the explosion, there was a dozen or so arrests. Mm-hmm. And this is all, like, because of the pandemic stuff, which is really interesting to see on there, like... Them doing, like, real-time shit. 
Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I get that it's ripped from the headlines, but they're straight up season 22. And this isn't news, even though we're not watching season 22 actively. Like, Mm -hmm. I know that there's been, they did Black Lives Matter stuff, like everybody's in masks, which is smart, I think, to do the the mask thing, because then like people can be in the background, like in their fucking masks and nobody thinks anything of it. It's just good to have like representation of that so that people don't for sure like well benson doesn't do it and i'm practically benson so i'm gonna wear i'm not gonna wear a mask or whatever is that what people do (laughs) not not me at all oh yeah i mean i don't know where some people's (laughs) logic comes from so benson's like go talk to all of them Mm -hmm. and so she does just then judy garland walks up to check on benson (laughs) (laughs) sorry Just then, Garland walks up to check on Benson. He had heard about Kathy. She fills him in on who Elliot and Kathy are. And you know what's funny is that every what? time I typed Garland, I thought of Jeff Garland, and you thought of Judy, and I love that. <laughs> I'm, like, disappointed I thought of Jeff over Judy. <laughs> is Garland the chief guy? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. She's telling about how, how Elliot is her old partner, and Kathy's his wife, and they're, like, a relationship to the family, and... How she was, like, super close with them. Yeah, and how it kind of started off kind of, like, weird, and then they got really close and mm-hmm. i imagined it would start off weird if like your partner was like this hot lady and your wife's maybe like Ugh, you know yeah i mean even the most secure women i think there's like a little blip of a feeling just because of the fucking culture we're in and whatever else right when your partners like stabler and benson you have to be fully dedicated to the other person in a way that mimics a it doesn't even mimic it is like this extra deep relationship you're trying to keep each other alive yeah you know and i mean all of america for the last 22 years have been like will they or won't they (sighs) i know i've always gone back and forth whether i get this you know are they going to or whether i'm like don't i think if they actually did i would hate it i think i would too but i also think i would love it in the moment yeah well of course but then afterwards like well this changes the whole thing yeah you know and it's like what are we gonna see them like cohabitating now yeah like in bones when they finally got together you're like Ugh. i didn't watch bones oh but... so good <laughs> like they're at the hot dog stand and he's like more relish <laughs> you're like ew i don't like this anymore <laughs> you know i don't want to like see them like wake up in bed next to each other and be like mm, finally <laughs> let's make out even though it's the morning and nobody fucking does that when they yeah. wake up in bed your breath reeks they each have like two huge glasses of orange juice on the side of their bed stands <laughs> <laughs> never empty they have um, camelbacks <laughs> hanging on the sides of their bed with a the little gross. bitey straw why do they live on orange juice in our fantasy <laughs> I don't know. I was like trying to talk about that with somebody and they were like, what? So they're talking about like possible leads when it comes to like the protests and the riots and stuff. Yeah. Garland and Benson are. Yeah. She tells him she wants the two of them on the case. He's going to call one PP to let them know. Yeah. So we're back at the scene with Toots and Rollins and there were no witnesses, but there was a police placard in the windshield of the rental. So they still think it might be protesters targeting cops. And they're like, did they know about the award ceremony? Were they... Yeah. Out looking for them, whatever. So they don't know if it was just cops or directly like for Stabler. Yeah. Toots gets a phone call. There we go. This phone call is literally one second long. He goes, okay, I I counted. It was one, 1,000. Okay. And he hangs up (laughs) and relays this information to Rollins. Intelligence picked up a guy who threw a Molotov cocktail into an empty NYPD van three blocks south from here. They're bringing him in. Mm -hmm. one second phone call those phone calls are boat signals they have to be he has to speak like what is that called beep 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 beep, morse code morse code 
Yeah, that's what the phone calls are. Mm-hmm. Beep, 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 beep. That's still, I mean, they do it by letters, you know? Oh, that's true. Well, that <laughs> might be longer. I don't know. I don't know anything about boats. <laughs> I don't even know if it's a boat thing. I don't, I Is it not like, even a boat thing? <laughs> I don't, oh, my God. Boat signals. Cut to Benson behind the glass. She's taking over Craig and Murphy bed back there. So, <laughs> duh. Okay, it's actually her office now. So this guy that they brought in, his name is Jacob Peters. He's got five protest-related arrests in the past year, including D.C. on January 6th, fucking storming the Capitol douchebag. Mm-hmm. He's got charges for arson, vandalism, brandishing a gun, and punching reporters. Is he like some kind? Of, is he like a proud boy or something? I mean, he reads fucking boogaloo shit. I think that's what they're implying with this guy, yeah. especially with his fucking ugh. Because I think I call him an incel at one fucking point because I mean, come on. Yeah. he's scre- he's screaming it. Cat hit up his search history and he's been watching YouTube conspiracy shit for the past five years, like it's his fucking job. COVID is a hoax. The election is rigged. Blah blah blah. Carisi's there, and I just love that we. Just jumped to this so that I can attempt to do his raspy accent. I love the way he talks. I could listen to him talk all fucking day. Yeah. He goes, see, and then when I like gear up to do it, yeah, he thinks he's a patriot. Nope, that's not it. You did it in the last one. Did I do it okay? He does this. He's got this raspy accent. See, when I'm doing it right now, I'm sounding like Danny DeVito. No, no. He talks really fast though. Yeah, he thinks he's a patriot. He hasn't asked for a lawyer. And Kat goes, no. And Creasy goes, good, better. There's yeah. nothing that, that, did that work? Yeah. And then, wait, can you say something like, say a Danny DeVito quote in that thing? So, so I can like, um, rum ham. <laughs> <laughs> he is an egg for these trying times. <laughs> <laughs> So there's nothing that puts Peters at the scene, but he was ID'd as an instigator and cops found explosives, zip ties and a taser in his backpack. Just then Stabes walks in to see the suspect. He's in Benson's office. Everyone in the room tenses up like, what are you doing here? Mm -hmm. Except for Benson, because she knows him better than anyone, Mm -hmm. even after all these years. Mm -hmm. She's like, I'm not fucking surprised to see you. Right. He goes to the other side of the glass, listens to the interrogation for a sec, and he turns to talk to the group. But as soon as Kat fills him in on the Trump presidency and how it enabled all of this shit she was yeah, like she's like these people have been enabled for like the past four years mm-hmm. and we all know yeah. what she meant yeah and he goes hi i'm elliot stabler who are you which i kind of was like i'm gonna let a lot of things slide like this isn't your house anymore dude like you gotta be regular like whatever he's going through a lot of shit so he's going through so much and he's fucking that that yeah. little tea kettle we yeah. know him so cat and carisi introduce themselves cat doesn't budge though because she's a badass too yeah Staves addresses Carisi and just looks at him because Carisi's the DA. So he's like, do we like him for this? And Staves goes back to listening to Toots and Rollins and Peters talking in the interrogation room. So Peters said that he heard the blast because he was like a half a block away from the scene. Mm-hmm. And Staves tries to head into the interrogation room because he's like, I need to fucking talk to this guy. Yeah. Benson steps between Staves and the door. Yep. He's dying to question him and he wants to work the angle that he may have set the thing remotely because he was half a block away. Benson knows like they're talking just like there hasn't been 10 years like they're talking like she knows exactly what he's thinking he knows how to respond to her carisi turns and tells him that he shouldn't even be in the fucking precinct and staves turns and he's like says the lawyer to the cop right you're angry we get it Uh uh-huh staves is as full of emotion as he's ever fucking been high voltage the whole time yeah benson tells him to go back to the hospital
hospital, but he looks her deep in the eye and he promises that he'll behave. You know he won't. Like, you know him so well and you know he never behaves. She's going to give in to him, though. It's yeah. fucking stable. She's going to. It's the same thing with Cragen. Cragen was always, he's like, do you promise that? Remember the last episode? He was like, do you promise that I'll come to you? Right. And Stabler's like, sure, yeah, totally. I do whatever I want, though. Stabler's like, do you promise that I'll come to you if it's a problem? He's like, yeah. Like, bullshit. You know, you know he won't. Here we go. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're getting a Benson and Stabler interrogation. I'm internally right. screaming. Yep. Benson's like, hey, can we have the room? And it's just them two with the fucking perp, just like it has always been. Toots and Rollins are like, yeah, bye. Yeah, they were like, what the fuck's going on? So Olivia immediately introduces herself to Peters. I'm Captain Benson. This is Detective Stabler. Stabler just tacks on terrorism mm -hmm. task force. Right. They're not fucking around. Direct to the point. Stabes asked this Fight Club fucking reject what he saw or heard. <laughs> And yeah. Peters tells him that he heard someone say it was a cop's wife. And this fucking punk is every incel fucking conspiracy zombie piece of shit with zero humanity. He asks if it's Stabler's wife because Stabes kind of flinches at the whole, oh, I heard it was a cop's wife thing. Yeah. This guy fucking chuckles and asks why Stabler is not with her. And this guy cocks off enough that we can see Stabler's blood like just rising up into his face. Mm -hmm. Stabler ba goes, basically, either you did this or you saw who did. And the guy goes, instead of asking who, you should be asking yourself why. Yep. And I'm like, mm -hmm. it's not time for existentialism. Uh, yeah, exactly. But yeah. Stabler stands up and he goes, you think this is a game? Oh, the guy goes, no, this is as real as it gets. And Stabler goes, you're goddamn right it is. As he starts rolling up his sleeves, as soon as they walked into the room, I was holding my breath for him to roll up his fucking sleeves. No joke. I know. I know. And this punk stands up and he's like, what are you going to take me down? There's dozens of us. Dozens. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me, you know, that that's Tobias from Arrested Development. Yeah. Okay, great. So Benson knows where this is going. She's like, chill, 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 chill. Yeah. She hasn't taken a breath since they walked into this interrogation yeah. room. She's like, oh, we're done. We're done. And Stabler starts unrolling them sleeves. And walking towards the door. This fucking little shit goes, sorry about your wife, but her bleeding out on the street is just another casualty. Oh, boy. Stabes turns on his heel and fucking charges the guy only to have Benson step in hard and yell for him to get out. Yep. But she's protecting him more than she's protecting this dirtbag. Yeah. She knows she can't let this happen. Right. Now Benson Stabler on the rooftop, he's blowing off some fucking steam and she's regretting letting him in there. Like, duh. Mm -hmm. We all knew this was going to happen, but it's a TV show. So, okay. Right. Any confession they would have gotten would have been thrown out because the victim, a.k.a. Kathy, is his fucking wife. Mm -hmm. Then why even have him go in? It didn't make sense. It only made TV sense. Yeah. Like the whole time I'm like, you know that there's cameras and you're like, I'll let him in. And then if it would have fucked up the investigation, I don't yeah. get it. But so she's like, dude, things are different now. Like there's cameras and interrogation. We're being recorded all the time. You can't just do this fight perps and whatever. Like we want Stabler to be able to do what Stabler does. But we're also done glorifying cops taking advantage of power and super supporting heavy ass oversight yeah right yeah like it's yeah. It, it needs to be a part of the show as well as like a part of reality so exactly you yeah. know and that's a really good point glorifying this this loophole jumping shit 
yeah. that Stabler was able to navigate yeah. 20 years ago. We can't be doing that anymore. Right. Just then, fucking bearded, beautiful Dickie comes out onto the rooftop with another cop and he's like, why don't you fucking answer your phone? Kathy's awake. So he takes off with his son to the hospital. Every time I see Dickie, I'm like, his beard gets thicker and fuller. <laughs> It is yeah, a I know. dense beard. That dude can grow a beard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Benson's back in the office with Toots and Carisi. Carisi does not care what the history is. He needs Stabler to stay out of it. Mm-hmm. Carisi's the one in the room who can be the most objective because he doesn't have a relationship with them. Right. Between Benson and Toots and Carisi, you yeah. need to follow his lead on some of this stuff. Yeah. And Toots is like, oh, Stab won't blow it. He's a good cop. And we're like, yes, he will. <laughs> like, he's blown is, a lot of stuff. This is like, this is kind of why we love Stabler. He's a right. hothead with a fat ass. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's your type in a nutshell yeah Creasy's like I know you guys have history but he can't be anywhere near this yeah I don't sound like Creasy at all so when when Liv was on the roof Peters had said that he saw an Antifa dude throw a Molotov cocktail in Kathy's car mm-hmm. which they know is bullshit and they're pretty sure Peters himself was, is responsible for the other two car fires Yes. The bomb was different than the other two explosions. The other right. two fires, car fires. Yes. So we're at the Mercy Hospital again. Olivia and, and Stabler are doing a walk and talk. And she's like, dude, this Peters guy, he didn't do this. Stabler wants to know where Arson is, the fucking bomb squad that they're calling Arson now. And oh, I'm just oh, like, where's oh. that guy? They, he wants to know where they are on everything. But their department is dealing with three separate car fires yeah. slash explosions. So she's like, they're doing the best they can getting their shit together. Right. So they go into Kathy's room. She's awake, but she's really like raspy and totally fucked up. Yeah. And Benson, all calm and Benson Lee is like, can you just give me even like the smallest detail you can remember? Mm-hmm. A, l- a lot of times there's memory loss with sudden accidents and head trauma. Kathy says she doesn't remember starting the car, but she remembers Elliot was on the phone and it was dark. Cut to him feeling guilty about taking a phone call. Yeah. And she didn't see anything. Yeah. And then she goes, like, she kind of laughs a little bit. She's like, oh, it's like the old days. The two of you together are always so in sync. So I felt a little tension in this that doesn't need to exist right now. What do you mean? Like, just, you know, we're, uh, it's a moment where we're supposed to be like, ooh, Benson and Stave's relationship. Ooh, Kathy and Stave's relationship. You know what I mean? I just yeah. feel like we were supposed to feel that as viewers. Mm-hmm. Kathy said she didn't believe Stabler when he told her that they hadn't talked in 10 years. But Benson's yeah. like, yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Kathy knows that she can trust Olivia. Which I really like. And then she gets really tired and they kind of let her rest. So we're like, great. Okay, good. She was talking. That's good. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they feel like they're out of the woods, you know? I mean, yeah. not completely out of the woods, but it's like, okay, she's... I felt like we were. With that, she's everything coming was out of it. She's awake. Oof, she just needs to like rest and recover. Okay. So out of the room, but still at the hospital, Benson and Stabler sit down in the waiting room and Stabler apologizes for putting her in a bad situation back at the precinct. And instead of saying, that's okay, like he gives this big long apology for it. And instead of saying, that's okay, which is a common response, she says, I appreciate that. I like that. I love that. Yeah. Because we as women excuse too much not okay behavior. Yeah. We're just just like, like, it's fine. It's okay. Oh, "Oh, that's okay. Oh, don't trouble yourself by apologizing. Yeah. It was fucked up and she gets to feel ways about it and she gets to have boundaries and she gets to fucking say like, I appreciate Mm -hmm. that instead of like sloughing it off, you know? Right. Like, yeah, you did exactly what you said you weren't going to do. You did fuck up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I shouldn't have even let you in there. Yeah. So Stabe starts talking the last 10 years, like talking about their shit. Benson cuts him off and she's like, we don't have to do this right now because he's trying to have the conversation. Yeah. It's like right now, this isn't, I I don't know. You know how when you're like emotional and you're just like all this stuff, whatever, it's like he's got a lot going on. So he's just barfing stuff. It's awkward to not 
too. Yeah. But I get how Benson's like, she's in, in go mode. She's like, I'm not worried about my shit and how I'm feeling and whatever. And I don't have time to go there with you. We have to find this fucking person. Yeah. So because in her mind, Stabler's still possibly in danger, you know? Yeah. He continues to push anyway. And they have this conversation. The conversation that we've been waiting for. Yep. Since he fucking left. Do you want to do this together? Yeah. Do you want to be Stabler or Olivia? I'll be Stabler, of course. Duh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Live, live. I'm sorry. You're sorry for leaving? Or are you sorry for walking, for not giving me the courtesy of not telling me? She wells up. Okay. So now there's tears in my eyes. Both. I think I thought if I talked to you about how. You walked away because that's what you did. I had to find out from Cragen. You were the most single, most important person in my life. And you just disappeared. Oh my God. <laughs> I could cry right now. Stop. Don't. <laughs> okay. I was afraid. Now I well up because I'm stabler. Stop, Tasha. Don't. You're like. <laughs> well, no. Okay, fine. If I heard your voice, I wouldn't have been able to leave. Tears are streaming down Tasha's face. <laughs> right now, I'm like, if one is zero emotions and 10 is full on sobbing, I'm like a solid six and a half right now. Yeah. In this moment. Yeah. Talking to you. If we hung up, I would go have a good cry. Yeah. Tasha on the camera was like covering her mouth and I was like, oh my God, she's actually going to cry. And then if I see Tasha cry, then I'm going to start crying. So now I have like, I'm like blinking really hard to make oh it my not God. happen. Everything that <laughs> Olivia went through, like she didn't, I mean, the, the shit with her mom's fucking rapist, first of all, yeah. she doesn't have a fucking dad. She has no siblings, right? Mm -hmm. The close, oh wait, actually she does remember. She found oh, that. Yeah, that's right. Okay. But it doesn't matter. Um, The closest relationship with a man that she's ever had is him and he just walked away from her and said nothing yeah. and disappeared on her. Yeah. The ball was in his court for the last 10 years. She didn't even know where he was. He knew yeah. where to fucking find her. Right. That's so fucking heartbreaking. And she's fucking mad, but she's controlled and she fucking lets him know. Mm -hmm. But then I feel bad for him too. My heart is hurting for him too. Cause he couldn't, he wouldn't have been able to leave. He wouldn't have been able to. Yeah. He had to cut it off. And I get that. Oh, right. I mean, couldn't you just written a letter? I don't it? know. Maybe it would have been too much. Maybe you could have written a letter and left it on her desk. being like, if I see you, I won't be able to leave. And it's the best thing for me. And I'm really sorry. Maybe he's been thinking about that for 10 years. Benson's phone rings. Two second phone call. It's the chief and she needs to get back to the station. We're not done here. This isn't, this isn't, over. this is over in this moment. This is not over. I could watch them hash out their relationship in the last 10 years. That could be the whole episode is them sitting in a room talking. Yeah. Getting refills of coffee or tea or whatever. And just like, just like we need to like hash this out. This is one of those all nighter sit downs. I want a live cam. Yeah. On these fictional people having this fictional conversation. But the, you know what part of it is, though, is that Mariska and Chris have like this real deep connection. Oh, my God. That's what I could do a chaser on is like how they met and how they immediately connected with each other. I'm not going to do it like in real life, like their friendship. Yeah. They met at this audition and yeah. they immediately connected and they were like, we're partnered up together to like read for it. Yeah. And they were both like, we've got this. Like we have, they immediately both knew they had this connection. They were instant best friends. Cool. Awesome. I like that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, anyway, Benson is back answering to Garland. He's got the footage from Staves and the Marilyn Manson apologist confrontation. Fucking Jacob Peters. Oh, <laughs> didn't he look like some guy who'd be like, yeah, but I mean, his music's good. <laughs> yeah. 
actually he has the same haircut as a guy that I know that was like, oh no, all that stuff was so long ago. I'd rather have Marilyn Manson than worry about the. And I was like, Whew. ew. Yeah. So Garland tells Benson that Stabe shouldn't have even been at the precinct. He looked through his record and he is not a fan of what he found. <laughs> yeah. Basically, he's like, it seems that he's a cop who can't control himself and steps over the line. And we're like, yeah, that exactly describes Elliot Stabler. Yeah. He asks Olivia why Stabes left the force. And she whispers, because Chris and NBC couldn't negotiate a contract <laughs> for season 13 that they were both happy with. <laughs> That's not true. Actually, that is true. That is real life what happened. But yeah. she tells the chief about Stabler's last shooting incident with the 16-year-old girl in season 12. Mm -hmm. She says that her best guess is that he didn't want to deal with IAB and counseling and all that other stuff. He's done that how many times six times that was the sixth say? time i believe he's done a fatal shooting and he's like i'm it's like i don't want to be held accountable oh i quit <laughs> <laughs> to be to be honest um i'm gonna go to rome <laughs> and shoot people there <laughs> garland's confused that stabes didn't just tell benson what happened or why and she dances around the uh, we haven't spoken in 10 years. And every single person throughout the episode where they're like, yeah, we haven't spoken in 10 years. Everybody's like, what? That's yeah. weird. And we know. Now she believes that he's changed and grown, which is, this is actually, yeah. how would she, she hasn't seen him in 10 years. And the only thing she saw him do cop wise was almost beat up a guy again. Right. So <laughs> she's, she's like, like oh, he's, he's changed. changed and grown, but that's not what any of us saw. So. No. <laughs> and she knows he's a damn good detective, which he is. Yeah. So the chief has doubts about Stabler's actions, his record, and him getting back on the force after going dark for six years. Yeah. Okay, so this tells us that Stabes took a nice long break before getting on his current task force. Mm -hmm. Okay? He explains more later. Yeah. Either way, the chief doesn't want that action happening in one of his captain's squad rooms again. Mm-hmm. But he's super like even-tempered and cool about it. Yeah. Benson and Garland have a very respectful relationship. Yeah. So Toots comes up on the CSU garage, which is where they have the rental car. Mm -hmm. So Rollins and Kat are going over the car and they found a trigger, like a bomb trigger thing. There's a burner phone, but they haven't found prints yet. They're looking for prints on the burner phone. Arson says that the bomb was sophisticated as opposed to... Yeah, just some like jerry-rigged right. proud yeah, so boy bullshit. Like, is it terrorists targeting Stabes because he's working with this like task force or whatever? Yeah. Cat asked Toots what Stabes was involved in, and Toots is like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. He's like, his shit is top secret, but he's getting his own show, so. She lets Toots know the tea that everybody's talking about the old school way Stabler conducts himself. Eyebrows, eyebrows. <laughs> Captain Crunch. <laughs> Toots is like, yeah, growth and change. He knows better. <laughs> Whatever. Ding. His modern day phone has a text on it. It's Benson, and she lets him know that one PP won't even tell the chief of police why Stabes is in New York. Oh. Italy, terrorism, New York, big secrets, the mafia. Your favorite things. Oh, I am so effing excited for this. My nerves are shot, and we're halfway through the episode. So now we're at Cali Doa. Mm -hmm. It's an empty restaurant with Toots and Staves at a table filling in some gaps. Stabler was like, for a while, I was doing a walkabout, which I'm guessing was the 
time that he was off, just mm-hmm. not working. Yeah. He did private security overseas, he, and then he became part of a terrorism task force and then a liaison job for the past four years. He told Toots on the phone before he came that he had a conference in New York. Stabler says casually that he had a couple training sessions they had to testify at a trial. There were two dudes involved in extortion, money laundering, and he picked them up six months prior because they were hiding out in Puglia. Is that how you say it? Puglia. Puglia. Yeah. And this is Stabe's neck of the woods in Italy. Yep. He says they're just minor players, though. And I'm like, noted. Right. They're not going to mention yeah. like a terrorism, organized crime thing without right. it. We all know that. Yeah. I'm not figuring this out. Right. <laughs> Toots asked again about the terrorism task force because arson called the bomb was more like sophisticated and like more international than domestic. Right. Which to me is like, how do you know? Okay. A bomb is international than domestic. But maybe because of the nature of like the averages. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess are American bombs not this sophisticated sometimes? They're not metric. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> They're fatter than other bombs. <laughs> Stabler can't really talk much because of the confidential nature of what he's into. Right. But he is going to talk to his supervisor at Intel. Yeah. Then they switch to talking about Kathy. Stabler's like, Kathy was the one that insisted that they go to Benson's award ceremony. And and Benson had no idea. Right. Was he just going to surprise her at his at her I, fucking yeah, thing. I don't know. So Toots is like, you know, why didn't you reach out to Olivia? You told me you were going to call her. Yeah. And Stabler couldn't bring himself to call her after he had already talked to Toots. He's like, so much time had passed. I didn't feel like I could reach out to you both. That doesn't even like, make it sense. It was enough for him to reach out to Toots. Honestly, let's be honest with ourselves. Toots was the easier one for you to reach out to. Yeah. But then immediately Toots is like, I get it. And I'm like, I get it too. But I laughed a little at how quickly he was like, cool. Anyway. Right. It's like, it's been 10 years and just like not willing to talk to us. Fine. Yeah. Toots takes it upon himself to bring Stabes up to speed on Benson. This is another thing that I don't exactly love, even though I believe it's coming from a good place, but let her tell him about her life now. Yeah. Okay. But he says she's moved on. That's not for you to say. Right. But anyway, that's what you say. She moved on. She had a son. She had a couple relationships. One was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Nothing's worked out. Or has it? I don't know. Relationships don't have to end when you die for them to like work out. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Stabler goes, son. And he takes a drink and is like, eyebrows, eyebrows. Who's the guy? And Toots goes, you'll have to ask her that. Okay. Like, why is why is that the one thing he won't? T- <laughs> it's like, is he asking who Noah's dad is? Or is he asking about who the long-term relation was with? I have no idea. Either way, that's not for you. Weird. Because it feels a little like they're putting a little drop of, ooh, he's a little bit jealous here. You're married to Kathy. Right. Who's in the hospital right now. Address this shit with your therapist that you aren't willing to go to. I just, I don't like it. I know. (laughs) I've got a lot of hands going. I'm I'm doing a lot of. (laughs) You just put new nails on, didn't you? A lot of handwork. No, they're not new, but aren't they cute? They are cute, yeah. You can't even see that how good the color is. It's like a dusty lavender. Yeah, it's cute. Love. So now we're at the hospital. Benson's there and meets Stabes and Toots. So there's DNA found in the cell phone. Whoop, whoop. There's no matches, but they're running genealogy. And Stabler's like, you guys do fucking genealogy? You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Do they not have that in Rome? Like, what the fuck? Lashes of munch. Because he's like, yeah. this old dude thing. He's like, genealogy. Whoa. <laughs> So now all of a sudden flip phone. <laughs> all all these alarms go off. It's Kathy's room. She's fucking like coding and they're trying to go in and they're like, no, you can't come in, sir. Get the paddles. Blah, blah. Did we know that Kathy was going to fucking die? When this was all coming, I mean, they were really focused on the Stabler and Benson of it all. Like he he said he was just talking to her. Yeah. 
Yeah. I literally couldn't type because I had I had one hand over my mouth and I was trying to one hand type. Yeah. And this was the second time that I cried this episode. Yeah. Not a lot. I didn't I didn't like full on tear stream. I was it doesn't matter. I was very emotional. <laughs> okay, so Benson and Toots are in the waiting room. As Toots gets off the phone, he says, Okay, you too. And this is funny because like Benson totally like calls him out. She's like, Ben in a relationship with this chick and you can't even say I love you. And yeah. then she he says her ex husband was a cop. She gets it. And I was like, that's so fucked up. Right. I'm like the one about toxic masculinity and men being weak if they show any emotions or vulnerability. Is that what she gets? Is that the drill? And then the chick's like, sign me up for another. Yeah. Been there. And it's her ex for a reason. Maybe he left her emotionally unfulfilled. Yeah. This isn't about you, Toots. Moving on. Not saying he was trying to make it about him. He's actually just quietly having his own phone conversation. And we're like, what's that? And Olivia's like, what the fuck, bro? Hey, he's getting involved in her shit. So she can jump in whatever the fuck she wants. Clearly, there's no boundary there. Yeah. Stabler walks in the room. Kathy's been stabilized. Uh, she went into cardiac arrest, but they're not sure why. So they're trying to figure out that. Um, Olivia uncomfortably shits, ship shits to cop mode. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Olivia uncomfortably shifts to cop mode, but he already knows what she's looking for. He's like, you need my case files. And he's like, I'll get my supervisor to send them. Mm -hmm. Cut to Rollins and Kat and Benson in Benson's office. Benson gets off the phone with some info, anti-terrorism, international sex trafficking, and organized crime. That's what Stabler has been doing this whole time. Yeah. So Rollins says that the bomb trigger is common in the Middle East. Oh, I see what they mean about domestic. The Mediterranean region and North Africa. So Benson tells Kat to put in a call to threat assessment to find out if there are any groups or individuals who are targeted by NYPD. PD overseas and have a presence there, which is still so odd to me. Right. So then Benson's like, yeah, I do think that Stabler was targeted. And then Rollins starts asking about Stabler and her personal relationship. He was like, were you and Kathy Stabler friends? And she's like, yeah, I mean, over time we got really close. Not, I mean, not at the beginning, but, you know, and then Rollins was like, like us. And I'm like, no, not like you. Yeah, not like no. you at all. But like, I do know that when she came in. Like, you guys get to be whatever but yeah get out of here Rollins yeah she's like I'm still here (laughs) Amara had apparently told Rollins when he was there post Stabler the relationship between Benson and Stabler was quote complicated and she's like nobody had my back like he did so Kat busts back in and said that a call came through there's a familial match on the DNA familial match on the DNA I know I was gonna I was gonna wait till you finished it (laughs) There is a familial match on the DNA. That's for you guys in Australia. (laughs) Um, Then they're all like, let's go. Go time. Yeah. Carisi and Toots are at Greenhaven Correctional Facility. They're sitting across from a shaggy bearded old dude with a Ukrainian accent. Um, Ukrainian, Russian. His name is Yuri Lensky. So... I'm guessing it's that region. He's not sure what the DA came all that way for, because usually it's just detectives going to talk to them. Mm -hmm. So he just assumes he must have something that they really want, which is criminal code for I'm going to make this really difficult for you guys. Right. They all dance around a little. Yuri knows it has something to do with the cop's wife getting blown up. He Mm -hmm. flat out refuses to help them. And Toots is like, nobody will know it came from you. And Yuri's like, people still fall for that. I know. And Carisi's like, well, yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time in an episode of SVU when they're like, we can protect you. I'm like, no, you can't. No. That is the equivalent of Stabes going, I'll behave in there. Yeah. Mm. It's like, no, you're not. No. So Yuri's not going to budge no matter what. And he just goes, I never go against family. Right. Toots and Carisi are now in the 
car on the phone with Benson having a like a speakerphone conversation. There's no family on record at the prison, but there's a wife and two mistresses that visit him on separate days every week. Benson's going to have Kat and Rollins follow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're at Durassi Auto Body. We've skipped the dragging. We haven't talked to any of the women, but I mean, we have mm-hmm. pivotal plot points that we have to hit. Yep. Kat and Rollins walk and talk. They've already talked to all three women. They've got the identity of 26-year-old Sasha Lenski, which is Yuri's cousin. Turns out Lenski's second mistress was down to give it up. I want to know what they mean by second mistress. There's two of them, but it doesn't mean that like one's number one and one's number two. They just visit on different days a week. I don't know. I don't know. It's well documented that this guy is fucking the live action Beavis with starting fires and shit. Um, I'm not going to do a Beavis impression because I'm not a fucking teenager in 1998. Yeah. But you guys know what I'm talking about. They walk into the shop and are stopped by, I'm guessing this guy's the owner or manager or something. They ask for Sasha Lenski. One of the guys from (laughs) Daft Punk hears it and takes off. It's a dude in a welding mask for anyone who doesn't know the reference. (laughs) But turns out that guy's Sasha Lenski. He's like booking it out of there. Rollins is like, we got a runner. Pursuit music. Cat tackle. Rollins assist. The mask comes off and this dude looks like a really down and out rickety cricket from Always Sunny. Oh, shit. He does. I know. He immediately says that he didn't do it. They're like, do what? Cuffs. Off they go. Stabler and Benson are doing a Central Park walk and talk just like the old days. She's filling him in on Sasha Linsky. There's no record, no connection to any radical groups. Seems to be a low-level earner for um, different crews. But he's got no alibi and no lawyer yet. And they're waiting for the lab to confirm a fingerprint match. Mm -hmm. Staves wants to check his financials in the Iron Triangle. That's Russian mob, Italian mob, and Albanian mob. Mm -hmm. So this guy lived in Malta as a teen. Liv needs to know who all knows that Stabler is in New York. So he says it's the joint task force, his boss at Intel and his kids. Yeah. Nobody's like posted anything online and he asked them not to. And it's kind of a secret. Yeah. And he's like, hey, why don't you just give me five minutes with Lenski? And she's like, um, no. Yeah. You fucking turd. So she pivots back to fucking turd. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, how many times do you think this is going to work on me today? (laughs) She pivots back to Kathy. So I guess she's fighting, but it doesn't look good. And the kids are really scared. Yeah. And then COVID makes it hard since there can only be one family member in at a time. I forgot for a second that they were doing this shit with IRS shit going on yeah it's really because so many of them aren't wearing mask like occasionally you see somebody with a mask on in the background but yeah then when he's talking about yeah that you know with the pandemic and da 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 i'm like oh that's right we're in a pandemic i'm sorry Mm -hmm. i was lost in the world of fictional manhattan with you guys right now yeah. So Rollins and Toots are interrogating this wiry suspect. He's wiry in physical structure, but also in personality. They're going back and forth, and you can tell the detectives are over it. Cut to Benson and Carisi on the other side of the glass. It turns out Toots and Rollins have been going back and forth with this Lensky guy all night. Mm-hmm. Carisi's like, keep him talking. He thinks he's brighter than he is. Cat walks in and says, the shop that Sasha works for has been connected to doing small arson jobs and shit but nothing like a hit on a cop or a cop spouse Mm -hmm. like that's fucking big time compared to what they're doing yeah benson insists that lensky is the guy but carisi thinks he may have been set up cat suggests like maybe he was told it was for an insurance scam or something like that carisi wants to arraign him and he wants to push him to lawyer up Mm -hmm. if he's looking down the barrel of 25 years and he is a patsy a lawyer will get him to cooperate for a deal Right. And ultimately, that's what Carisi wants. Yep. Oh, God. So now we're in the arraignment court. I remember this fucking guy. Lenski's lawyer wants Lenski to plead guilty and be released because he thinks it's a 
shoplifting charge. Like, this guy has no idea he was just given this case. He's, like, a public defender. Like, he's saying this to the judge. Yeah. Right. The judge is like, no, dude, this isn't that case. <laughs> this isn't a theft. This is a, a this is attempted murder uh, of a cop. And the Carisi's like, hey, can I get a minute to talk to this fucking public defender and get him on the same page, you know? Yeah. So they go out and Carisi's like, dude, this is an attempted murder, but also the, with murder with the use of a weapon of mass destruction. Mm-hmm. Gulp. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> he goes on racking up what Linsky's looking at, which is literally the rest of his life in prison with zero favors because he tried to fucking kill a cop's wife. Yeah. And every CO is going to know because Carisi's like, I'm going to tell him. So not only are you in there forever, but you're also fucked because guards are going to hate you. The guy goes, I didn't know it was a cop car. So he admits it there. And the lawyer's like, no. Yeah. But then this dummy lawyer is like, if he cooperates, can he get full immunity? And Carisi's like, not on attempted murder, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Carisi says he'll mitigate his charges so when Lenski is ready to talk he's all ears and then fucking a fancy coat lawyer kicks open the door and he's yes. been retained by Lenski's family and will take over the case he's like Sasha's innocent of all charges and will fight in court Mm-hmm. And Carisi's like, what's going on? And even the other lawyer's like, hey, this is my client. He's like, no, get out of here. And Carisi's like, oh, he's got a, he's got a great lawyer. This guy's great. <laughs> and the lawyer's like, all of us know that this guy sucks. Yeah. Creasy's like, fuck, now I have to. I actually have to do stuff. Yeah. The crew is back at the precinct. The lawyer is Spencer Cochran. Spencer Cochran. He's an expensive, (laughs) big time lawyer that the crew is familiar with. Olivia doesn't understand how Linsky family is affording him. And I'm like, it's organized crime. Yeah. So Linsky's on his way to Rikers. He's pled not guilty with bail set at 10 million, and they're going to get him protective custody. Right. So Liv's phone rings. It's Stabler. She's like, hey, how's it going? The music changes and I'm like, oh my God, Kathy's dead. The music Mm -hmm. tells me Kathy's fucking gone. Like, Mm -hmm. I, mm, mm, mm. especially with how casually she answered it. Hey, how's it going? I'm like, oh my God, this is when. Yeah. So then it cuts to Benson walking down the hospital hallway towards Kathy's room where Elliot is standing and staring through the window at an empty hospital bed. (sighs) Uh, Stabler turns to Benson. He hugs her hard. He's crying so hard. We're all crying. Gabe, yeah. were you crying? I was crying. I wasn't, I wasn't crying, but I was like, oh, that sucks. Um, and Olivia goes, I'm so sorry. She just keeps saying there's nothing else she can say. And yeah. I'm like, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Like, she had to go. She had to. He's going to he's gonna live his job harder than he ever has now. In New York. Look out whoever 2021's fucking John Gotti is because Stabler has no boundaries. Right. Ugh. Andy's got a fucking chip on his shoulder. Oh, my God. He doesn't even have a shoulder anymore. It's one giant chip. He's Chip from Beauty and the Beast. It's one giant, one giant Cool Ranch Dorito shoulder pads. <laughs> I just immediately saw that, like, walking down the runway. <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race. Bring it to the runway. Runway. <laughs> shoulder bounce. Sorry, Kathy's dead. Let's. I know, I know. Her spleen ruptured and she didn't make it through surgery. So that was what was causing all the problems. Like, when she kept... Ugh. Mm. Benson just listens and says she's sorry. He hasn't called the kids yet. He's a fucking mess, obviously. Mm-hmm. Benson offers to call them, but Stabler's like, I'm on it. But he he's like, I just need you to make sure this guy gets down for murder. Kathy was fucking murdered. She was murdered. Yeah. Oh, Game of Thrones does not have shit on the long game of killing off players. In compared, don't come for me. I've never watched Game of Thrones. This is my Game of Thrones. Tasha, you Gabe. cannot. You can't say that about Game of Thrones. Kathy dude. Stabler was murdered in a car explosion ten years after he's been. You can't make the claim. Listen to me. Don't look away. Mm-mm. Look at me. Mm-mm. Look at me. You can't. 
<laughs> you can't make the claim about Game of Thrones long game killing up. You can't do that. Uh, you can't do it without seeing. Why? Because of the red wedding. I don't know. No, what that is. not I even just have that. Heard the phrase. Not even that. It gets even. Oh my god! You can't even say that. How dare you say that? You don't even know. I don't. Winter's coming. <laughs> oh my god. Dracarys. Jon Snow. <laughs> I want her to know it was me. What would you say? T- tell her it's me. Yeah, see, too much for me. I don't know. No, it's not. You'd love it. It's amazing. I'm sure I would love it. I just don't care about dragons and stuff. Dude, it's not a, Okay, there are dragons in it, but it's not like the fucking show. There's just like a couple of dragons. and they It's don't really... real life how to train your dragon. No. <laughs> no. And they're like little, and they're not even like the, the focus of the show. It is all about the fucking people are they doing... just like in terrariums and you see them in the background no. with all the boobs or whatever was supposed to be exciting for people watching game of thrones <laughs> no there is a ton of fucking weird hot sex isn't it like incest though not that part i felt i felt weird about saying that because that that wasn't the hot part forget that part there is some of that there's okay. a lot of that i'll fucking but watch it at wait wait let me fucking it's all about oh my god if you like organized crime you should love game of thrones because it's all the people doing all these fucking things to like yeah but they all have like british accents i like russian mob and italian mob accents okay let's it adds to the drama for me all right that was Vinny from doogie hauser by the way <laughs> <laughs> doogie Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Let's I need to finish this. I'm we so have hungry. To finish this. Okay. Carisi's office. Toots walks in. Doogie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Toots walks in and t- I had such a crush on him when I was like eight. Oh yeah. or whenever Doogie Hauser was on. Wait, Doogie or the other guy? The other guy, Vinny. Okay. Toots walks in and tells him about Kathy. Carisi says he'll push Sasha harder with a murder charge. Toots doesn't believe that the lawyer will let him take a deal and suggest they pull him out of Rikers. And we knew exactly what that implied. This dude is going to be murdered. Yeah, duh. Yeah. So now Toots and Kat are at Rikers walking with a CO to Lenski's cell. He's obviously in like protective custody because it's like a single cell with just like a big old metal door. Mm-hmm. The guard says that he's been quiet since he got there. And I'm like, he's dead, you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, before we get there, he's dead. They walk in. Yeah. He's laying facing the wall. I'm like, he's dead. Cat rolls him over and he's got a needle in his arm. Mm-hmm. There's been nobody in the cell, though. What? Oh, my God. Benson's office with Toots and Carisi. It's an OD, but they don't believe he did it to himself. None of us believe that. Yeah. Carisi's like, we all know what this is. Liv wants to know who got to him. And I'm like, we're not going to find out in three minutes. Yep. There's three minutes left to this episode. Oh my God. Cut to fucking Stabler in a church crying. Probably the hospital church, right? Yeah. Like the fucking, what is that called? Chapel. Yeah. So then we cut back to Carisi and Toots. They're back in the prison telling Yuri that his nephew's been killed. He Is it his nephew or his cousin? I don't fucking know. It said cousin in the this beginning. I, I think maybe I assumed it was his nephew then at the end. Whatever. Either way, this is a family member of Yuri's. Yuri sits down stunned and Carisi shoots him straight and goes, they know the DA has been up here to see you twice now. You're on borrowed time. Damn. Ooh. Toots and Kath with the forensics crew go to the body shop that Lenski was working at to mm-hmm. fucking look through everything. And the boss is like, I have no idea who paid Lenski to blow up this car. Right. But they're not going to leave any stone unturned. They're going through fucking everything. Everything. Deputy Chief Judy Garland and Benson are taking, <laughs> <laughs> are talking at the precinct. Somewhere over the rainbow. She's like, I can be objective, and Stabler knows to lay off. Yeah. But Garland says, he's like, SVU is off it. 
we don't even have this. Our our department doesn't even have this anymore. Yeah, this isn't us anymore. And she's like, dude, we've worked so hard. And he's like, nope. He tells her intelligence is taking over and she needs to get them up to speed. She does not want to do it. But too fucking bad. Like, yeah. this isn't SVU. This isn't sex crimes. Like, And I know that it's something that's like so personally close to you, Benson. But that's even more reason. Yeah. To like more reason. let it go. Yep. Now, do you want me to do this or are you? Yeah, you do it. Okay. Yeah. So we're back to Stabler crying and praying in the church. Dickie and the girl walk in, crying and hugging. There's fucking tears. Benson mm. peeks through the door and just watches as he holds his fucking kids. If I wasn't so emotional in that moment, it was kind of funny. Because Benson, she's like at the window and she looks through and she sees Stabler's with his kids. So I didn't expect her to open like, the door join them yeah because she has i like, know i was like is she gonna go up there and like hug them too no she knows better yeah because i if i was like dicky or something i would be like what Mm-mm. what are you no, doing she gave them their she gave them their moment but then she like cracks the door open and is like peeking a little bit <laughs> yeah like the shining only kind <laughs> and she's like oh <laughs> here's livia <laughs> <laughs> oh no yeah here's <laughs> Oh, that's it. Yeah, it's crazy. Tell us what you guys think. This is where we're at. Fucking boom, right into organized crime. <sighs> Intense. I was reading something that was like, ooh, is Kathy dying now leaving an opening for Olivia and Elliot to like... Yeah, of course, of course that popped in our minds. We will see. Which it's like, let let her body get cold first, you guys. Yeah. I know, you're like, just chill out. Life. And I'm like, we'll see. <laughs> Because it's like grief fucking is a thing. Mm-hmm. And like being an SVU, Benson knows this shit. And well, Stabler knows this shit. Yeah. And I, I mean, and if I'm going to pretend they're they're real people, they need to give each other space mm. for that reason. Because not only can they like it's just a huge like Obviously, thing. he's going to be he's going to be in New York now. Right. Not in, back in Rome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now he's back. Back again. <laughs> Stupid. <sighs> boop, boop, boop. Stabler's back. Stabler's back. Okay. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Leave it in. <laughs> okay. Right. I know we've talked about doing more content and covering more shit. And obviously with organized crime coming out, that's something that we want to be able to cover. So we're going to be starting a Patreon. We just have to like find and make the time for it. Yeah. It's really about finding it. It's really about me. Who wants to take care of my children? Not it. Oh. <laughs> just kidding they're cool that's something that we're working on so be patient with us and you guys are so great and supportive and awesome and we love it but we want to give you more as much as we can but this is what we got right now and we weren't going to be able to wait to talk about this episode yeah we had to yeah follow us on all social media at svu pod email us at svu pod at gmail.com check out our website svupod.com we got merch and shit hashtag little bit loud if you're a small podcast yeah so so far it's like us munch my benson fuck my work life podcast and then there was another podcast that reached out to us asking us about little bit loud yeah i still love munch my benson that was such a great name it's such a good name they're very fucking clever what you think you're better than us huh get out of here (laughs) just kidding they came out at the same time that we did and there's room for everybody yeah I feel like now that we're going into organized crime, we got to do stuff like that, though. What? Like, be aggressively Italian? Yeah. yeah. Aggressively yeah. and cartoonly Italian? You think I'm funny? Or is it, how does it, what does he say? I don't know. Like, uh, ha-ha funny? I'm funny how? Like a clown? Do I amuse yeah. you? Yeah. Answer us, munch my bends. <laughs> <I> can't. <laughs> All right. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. 
which... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> there. There. The Russian mob, Italian Rob, and the Albanian mob. Um, so apparently he lived in Malta as Who's a teen. Italian Rob? <laughs> Sorry. Just say it again. Fucking watermelon haircut, saying <laughs> it to the judge. Yeah. That he... That's just a mean way of saying he's bald. <laughs> <laughs> Best friends. 